Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. Hey, last week Peyton talked to us about baptism. We asked the question, what up with baptism? And she did a fantastic job. She made reference to a scripture in Acts chapter 2 verse 38. The context of Acts chapter 2 verse 38 is this. Peter, one of the 12 disciples of Jesus, one of the inner three disciples, one of Jesus' best friends, is preaching to a group of people. And the group of people that he's preaching to are the people who are responsible for crucifying Jesus. This is a group of people who got the Romans to kill Jesus on a cross. And what Peter is saying is, this Jesus whom you crucified, God raised him from the dead and made him both Lord and Savior. And they were cut to the heart, the scripture says. They're like, oh no, we killed the Son of God. Peter, what do we do? Peter replies in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. He says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Over the next two weeks, we're going to be talking about this Holy Spirit. I want you to think of the next two weeks kind of like a meal. Next week, I'm going to tell you about my favorite restaurant in the whole entire world, a restaurant that I am unashamed of. But this week, i got to tell you that my second favorite restaurant in the entire world is Hackett Hot Wings. Anybody else like Hackett Hot Wings? Anybody like it? Okay. When, when, when I go to Hackett Hot Wings, I get the same order almost every single time. Uh, I, I order an Arnold Palmer to drink. Love Arnold Palmer. And then when the waiter or waitresses come back, I order, uh, Andrew and I, we order fried pickles because I love the fried pickles at Hackett Hot Wings. They're absolutely so good. The fried green beads are like a close second, but I love the fried pickles at Hackett Hot Wings. Once Andrew and I have finished off the fried pickles, and by that I mean once I have eaten all of the fried pickles, uh, we, we order our wings. Of course we're ordering wings. If you order a salad or catfish at Hackett Hot Wings, you're a terrible person. And uh, I order wings. I order 15 hot and honey traditional wings. Hot and honey wings are the best wings that I have ever tasted. Also, just a side note, just a side note. If you're the kind of person who goes to get wings and you order boneless, you need to confess your sin after the service is over tonight. Because that is just an insult to all things chicken wings. So bad. I, uh, I, want, you, I want you to think of the next two weeks kind of like a meal. Tonight... We're going to be serving you the appetizer. Next week is going to be the entree, the main course, if you will. Tonight is meant to set us up for next week. Well, the church has been around for about 2,000 years. About 2,000 years the church has been on planet Earth. And there have been people and groups of people who have worked hard to establish truth, to affirm truth, to confirm truth about God and the things of God. They've read the scriptures and they want to make sure people believe good thoughts about God. We call this orthodoxy or right teaching or correct teaching. And some people, some groups of people have gathered together in councils and they've decided to write creeds to help us understand God and the things of God better. Now, these creeds are not on the same authority level as Scripture, but they help us understand Scripture and they help us understand God. Because if we're just honest with ourselves, there are some things in the Bible, some things in Scripture that are very hard to understand. For example, the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to read you, because I think you're smart enough to understand it, I'm going to read you an adaptation that that I worked on of the Athanasian Creed. 
This is the Athanasian Creed that affirms a belief in the Trinitarian God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. This is what it says. Now this is the true faith, that we worship one God in Trinity and the Trinity in unity, neither blending their persons nor dividing their essence. For the person of the Father is a distinct person. The person of the Son is another, and that of the Holy Spirit still another. But the divinity of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is one. Their glory equal, their majesty co-eternal. What the quality the Father has, the Son has, and the Holy Spirit has also. The Father is uncreated, the Son is uncreated, the Holy Spirit is uncreated. The Father is immeasurable, the Son is immeasurable, the Holy Spirit is immeasurable, the Father eternal, the Son eternal, the Holy Spirit eternal. Yet... They are not three eternal beings. They are one eternal being. They are not three uncreated or immeasurable beings. They are one uncreated and immeasurable being. Similarly, the Father is almighty, the Son almighty, the Holy Spirit almighty. They are not three almighty beings. They are one almighty being. Thus, the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, but they are not three gods. They are one God. Thus, the Father is Lord, the Son is Lord, the Holy Spirit is Lord. And yep, you guessed it. They are not three lords. They are one Lord. Just as Christian truth compels us to confess each person individually as both God and Lord, so true religion forbids us to say that there are three gods or three lords. The Father was neither made nor created nor begotten from anyone. The Son was neither made nor created. He was begotten from the Father alone. The Holy Spirit was uh, was not made nor created nor begotten. He proceeds from the Father and from the Son. Accordingly, there is one Father, not three fathers. There is one Son, not three sons. There is one Holy Spirit, not three Holy Spirits. Nothing in this trinity is before or after. Nothing is greater or smaller. In their entirety, the three persons are co-eternal and co-equal with each other. So in everything that was said earlier, we must worship their trinity and their unity. And their unity and their trinity. Now, that may have helped some of you. It may have confused some of you even more than it helps you, though. I understand that. But here's the deal. We worship God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. This creed, in short, we worship a God who has one being and three persons. I just think it's safe to say, though, that the Holy Spirit gets the least amount of press time compared to God the Father and God the Son. For example, in the New Testament, Jesus is mentioned 925 times. The Holy Spirit is only mentioned 90 times. There's another creed. It's a more famous creed called the Apostles' Creed. It's also a shorter creed. I'm going to read it to you real quick. I want you to take note of how little press the... Holy Spirit gets in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. They move on. I believe in the Holy Spirit. They move on. I believe in the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Let's recap that creed. The church fathers begin with God the Father. They say, God the Father, he's awesome. All we need to put on his resume is that he created heaven and earth. And they move on to the Son, and they basically tell Jesus' whole life story. And they don't just stop there. They say what he's going to do in the future. And then when they get to the Holy Spirit, all they say is, I believe in the Holy Spirit, whoever he may be, whatever he may do. And I think it sounds like they may be a little confused. Maybe they're wondering, who is the Holy Spirit? And what does the Holy Spirit do? 
And you might be asking those same questions. Who is the Holy Spirit, and what does the Holy Spirit do? So over the next two weeks, I'm going to try to answer those two questions as best I can. Number one, who is the Holy Spirit? And next week, what does the Holy Spirit do? When we read Scripture, we can see very clearly that God the Father is Creator. When we read Scripture, we can see very clearly that the Son of God, Jesus, is the Savior. But who is the Holy Spirit? If you don't hear anything else tonight, I want you to hear this. The Holy Spirit is our helper. Why do we need a helper? Peyton talked about last week when you get baptized, you join a new team, you join a new kingdom, you serve a new king. The reality is this. When you decided to join King Jesus, King Satan, he got mad. His kingdom is after you now. The Holy Spirit is there to help you. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask God that he would give us a clear picture of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to jump into tonight. Would you guys go ahead and bow your head and close your eyes with me? Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, for sending it. God, we're grateful. Help us to see you clearly tonight, Holy Spirit. Help us to get a good picture of you tonight, Holy Spirit. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. When I was in high school, I did not have a good picture of the Holy Spirit. I would be in worship services just like this one, and I would be picturing God. I would be thinking about God because my youth pastor would tell me, Drake, think about God. So I'd think about God the Father, and I pictured this wise old sage with this long flowing beard, and I pictured Jesus as this strong and humble king. But I didn't know what to think about the Holy Spirit. I kind of thought the Holy Spirit was weird, wild, and wacko. And I thought the Holy Spirit was something like this. Check it out. So did you guys know Kanye is a worship minister now? Uh, I thought the Holy Spirit was something like Kanye West leading a worship service. I had no idea what he was like. But thankfully, over the past eight years, I've began to study the Holy Spirit, and I think I have a better picture of the Holy Spirit to give you than Kanye West leading them in praise and worship. Although that was kind of awesome, kind of wild, kind of weird, kind of wacko, but really cool at the same time. So uh, when when we read the Bible, we see a word that is commonly used to talk about the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. And it's a Greek word, and that word is paraclete. Paraclete, when translated from Greek into the English language, is translated to the phrase, called to the side of, called to the aid of. It's a helper. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's teaching his disciples about the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to read a lot of scripture right here, but this is what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit and how he is our paraclete. John chapter 14, verses 16 through 17 says this, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another paraclete to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because he neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. John 14, 26, with the paraclete, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. John 15, 26 through 27, when the paraclete comes whom I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me and you must also testify for you have been with me from the beginning. And then the big one, John chapter 16, verse 7 through 15. But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. 
Unless I go away, the paraclete will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin because people do not believe in me. About righteousness because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer. And about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Derek Redman was favored to win the 400-meter sprint in the 1992 Olympics. But midway through the race, his his hamstring snapped, and he was unable to finish. He wanted to finish, but he was unable to. And that's when his dad ran out on the track and helped him finish. Check this out. So it took a while for him to finish, so I can't show you the whole video. We'd be here all night. But uh, two things I love about that video. Number one, the dad's shirt said, have you hugged your shoes today? And number two, Derek Redman's dad gives us a great picture of what the Holy Spirit does for us. He runs down there on the track. He throws his arm around his son. And people who are trying to get his son off the track, he says, buzz off. My son is going to finish the race. This is what the Holy Spirit does for us. He helps us finish. He helps us do well. When I was in the junior high, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, I wrestled. I know that may be a shock to a lot of you. Uh, Okay, that was a terrible response, guys. Seriously, that was really rude of all of you. Of all of you. That was so rude. But uh, since you obviously don't believe me, I brought proof. This is a video of me when I was in the 6th grade. I'm, I'm the kid in the red singlet. Check it out. You see that, Hollingsworth? You see that? I'm in the red. I'm in the red. (laughs) So, it took me a good minute to pin that kid. But I did it. I will admit, I was not very good at wrestling. But even though I was not very good, um, my favorite coach I've ever had was my wrestling coach in the junior high. His name was Coach Bullock. And Coach Bullock was a tough man. If he, if he caught us laughing during practice, he made us go outside and run bleachers until he would come and get us. He forgot me one time, ran bleachers for three hours. It was a terrible day. Uh, if it snowed and we still had practice... Coach Bullock, I don't know why he was not fired for this, but he made us go outside and run four laps around the football field in the snow after we took off our shoes. That's how we ended every practice. But he was a tough man. I think he was a tough man because he spent most of his life in the Marines. And uh, after every practice, he would gather us all in the center of the mat. And he asked us this question, drawing from his military background. He said, who's in your foxhole? And of all our pubescent voices, we said, my brother's. 
And uh, it's, 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 kind of, it's kind of a goofy illustration, but it's a good illustration for the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is in your foxhole. The Holy Spirit is fighting for you. Mentioned earlier, right before the prayer, why do you need a helper? Why do you need the Holy Spirit? Because you've traded your allegiance and you've given it to Jesus. And now that your allegiance is for Jesus, there is an enemy that you have who wants to steal from you. He wants to kill you and he wants to destroy you. And his name is Satan. Satan wants to ruin your life. He wants to distract you, confuse you, hurt you, and abuse you. The Holy Spirit is your helper in this battle. The word paraclete, we've talked about it a lot tonight. The word paraclete is used in Roman military literature. There were times in the Roman military when Roman soldiers would have to get in close hand-to-hand combat. But they wouldn't get in this kind of combat alone. They would have a paraclete. They use this word to describe that back-to-back fighting position. Someone else to fight where they were unable to fight. Someone else to protect them where they were unable to protect themselves. The Holy Spirit is here to protect you, to help you, to fight for you. So let me make this a little personal. I want to give you three areas where the Holy Spirit is helping you, where the Holy Spirit is battling for you. Because let's be honest, our life is now a battle because we've given ourselves to King Jesus. And the enemy of this world, Satan, he wants to destroy you. So the Holy Spirit is helping you fight that battle. I want to remind you of three ways that the Holy Spirit is helping you. First, the Holy Spirit is helping you in the addiction that you're fighting. He's with you. Some of you are fighting an addiction. Maybe it's to drugs. Maybe it's to vape. Maybe you've been vaping and you are addicted. Maybe because it's because of the nicotine in your body or maybe it's because of the way it makes you feel or the status that it gives you around school. But some of you are fighting an addiction. The Holy Spirit is with you, fighting for you. Man, the Satan, he wants you to continue in that addiction. He wants to hurt you through that addiction. But every time you use that drug and that tug at your heart, it's like, don't do this. This is wrong. That's the Holy Spirit convicting you, fighting for your soul, fighting for your heart to remind you that that's not who you were created to be. Some of you are battling an addiction to pornography. The Holy Spirit wants to help you fight that battle. Satan wants to send you deeper into that addiction. It's an addiction that literally rewires your brain and destroys your brain and your view of how God created man and woman and how marriage is supposed to work. Satan wants to disrupt your brain. But the Holy Spirit is fighting for you. And that's why when you look at that website or you view that Instagram profile, you Snapchat with that person, there's something tugging at your heart saying, this is not right. This is not who you were created to be. That is the Holy Spirit fighting for you, helping you in this addiction that you're fighting. Second way, the Holy Spirit is with you in the pain you're enduring. Some of you have had a lot of life happen to you. Some of you have had a lot of life happen to you this past school year. It's been tough. You felt the pain. You felt the suffering. You're not alone. Last Friday was the third anniversary of the death of one of my friends. His name was Jensen Smith. Some of you probably remember him because he's a student here at Christ Church. He was a student at Carl Junction High School. It was a Thursday, and Jensen and I were out to Chick-fil-A. We ate lunch together. I drove him back to the college. 
and he went his own way and I went my own way. And a couple hours later, the president of the Bible college called me and told me that Jensen had been killed in a car wreck. And I drove home to tell Andrea. And when I got home, Andrea was sitting on the couch and she was in tears. And she told me that she just got off the phone. I thought she had heard that Jensen had died, but she told me that her grandma had just died. Two people that we loved within an hour of each other passed away unexpectedly. I'll be honest, I was mad, I was angry. I was in pain. But the Holy Spirit kept reminding me, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 14, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. The Holy Spirit was with me. It was with Andrea as we were mourning the loss of Jensen and Grandma Jean. Some of you have lost a loved one recently. It's painful. Some of you are going through your parents' divorce. It's painful. Some of you have been abused. It's painful. Some of you have been backstabbed and gossiped about. It's painful. The Holy Spirit is with you in this pain you're enduring, reminding you that the best is yet to come, for tomorrow is a new day, and you belong to a victorious kingdom. Lastly, the Holy Spirit is with you in the decision you're making. Some of you are making big decisions right now. I've talked to a lot of you the past few months. Some of you are going off to college next year. You want to make a God-honoring decision. You want to make a wise decision. So you're giving your heart to God in prayer. Satan wants to confuse you. And he's doing that to some of you because some of you are like, I just don't know. I can't seem to get an answer from God. But I need to remind you that the Holy Spirit is with you in this decision. Reminding you that you are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which he prepared in advance for you to do. He's going to help you make a good decision. He will not leave you or abandon you. He is with you in all things. So I don't know what your battle is, but you have a paraclete. You have a helper. His name is the Holy Spirit who is with you. And the addiction you're fighting, the pain you're enduring, and that decision you're making. So I want us to close our eyes real quick and bow our heads. And we're going to pray. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I'm going to say some words as a prayer. And I want you to repeat those words as a prayer back to God. So pray this. Father God, you guys can pray it with me. Father God, thank you for creating me. Jesus, thank you for saving me. Holy Spirit, thank you for helping me. God, help me to recognize the Holy Spirit. Thank you for being with me in the addiction I'm fighting, in the pain I'm enduring, in the decision I'm making. I trust you. Amen. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.